0: What is going on guys welcome back to the MLS Now podcast. This is Gavin here with a massive guest for of course the <laughs> massivist club in MLS Nashville SC. We've got Ben. How you doing Ben?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. I love the uh, I love that massive uh, intro. I mean you, you saw it Taylor Twelman called it, uh, Extra Time Radio. Uh, we are massive. It's Nashville SC is massive.
0: It, it, have... it should be your slogan. You guys are massive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a long day for both of us. Um, you, We were texting last night. Um, you were texting at 2.45, actually, <laughs> last night. and yeah. Or I guess it was 3.15 by that point. And I was at work um, all the way across the country at about 6.00. 15 um and i was like what are you doing up and he's like, baby <laughs>
1: it's part of it part of it you know when you have yeah. a when you get when you get a newborn she's three months now so i don't guess she counts a newborn but still sleep is uh is a tough is a tough commodity to come by
0: yeah yeah, it is. Um, I really appreciate you staying up just uh, this just just this little bit longer, um, to do this great podcast with me. Uh, no, David, as you can tell, um, listeners, uh, we're kind of just doing a couple clubs here and there with our with our amazing correspondents, uh, and this is what we're doing today with the massive Nashville, SC. <laughs> let's start an attack. Uh, let's let's have some fun in the beginning here. Um, and and let's dive straight into it. You bring in C J. Sapong. Uh, you bring in Rodrigo Pinheiro. Last season you bring last season you bring in Muil. Muil said that wrong. Uh, you bring in Handuwa Um, late on last season. You've already got Randall Leo. You've already got Haney Mukhtar. You draft a couple or you draft a player. You bring a player in from Charlotte Independence. Like, oh no no no, that's a player you already had and he's on loan. You guys have a ton. of of attacking option what where do you think this all came from you went from like three players who you know if we're being honest we're not at mls starting quality to now you're around eight or nine just for that front three to four whichever location gary smith goes with what's going on with your attacking options
1: uh it's yeah it's funny we went from very few attacking options to all of the attacking options um but that was something that you know general manager, uh, had a press conference this week, um, and he was with Gary Smith, our head coach, um, with the National USL Championship. uh, And in 2018, we made it to the playoffs, but it it was a very defensive, hard-nosed team squeaking out, you know, nil-nil draws and, you know, one-nil wins every now and then. Um, And then we went to uh, 2019, um, bring in Daniel Rios, bring in Cameron Lancaster, and we were one of the top-scoring teams in the league, actually. Um, we're leading the league in points for a lot of the season. Um, so, come into 2020, again, we built a defensive team. That's that's the Gary Smith style. You know, he, he, he built that defense first. Um, but Mike... Told him, he said, "Look, just the same, same as we did in USL, we're we're gonna bring in, uh, bring in the goals. Um, you get CJ Sepong, guy's a veteran. The guy knows how to score. Kadiz Randall Leal, Hani uh, Mukhtar. Uh, took a little bit to get kind of in the groove of MLS. Uh, so what do you what do you do? You bring in a guy like CJ Sepong." Who knows this league inside and out and knows how to produce in this league? And kind of like Dax McCarty, the guy is uh, kind of found the fountain of youth. Um, <laughs> he, he's he's not a young guy, but you know he's still he's still able to still able to play, still able to to move around like uh, like one of the younger guys. So I, I look to I look forward to seeing C J uh, really given these other uh, giving these younger attackers a lot of competition. Uh, genre Cadiz is going to be, uh, I think a force in this league. Once he gets this full pre pre preseason, uh, to get his feet under him, he didn't make his first, uh, start until gosh, October something. Like he, he, you know, the, the guy came in from Europe coming from, uh, from Portugal, um, had missed a lot of the, uh, of the beginning of, the, of their season and then got set out with COVID, so he came in out of shape a little bit. took him mm. a while to get in the group, um, but once he got in, he really started clicking. Anwala Bwana, uh came in even later in the year for us, uh, got his homegrown rights from Sounders. Um, I'm excited about this kid. Uh, super fast. Uh, seems to have a really good touch on him. I haven't seen much of him with uh, with us, but I've seen you know, highlights from Seattle. Um, Rodrigo Pinheiro. Rodrigo Pinheiro uh, has been, was, was kind of the, the, the running gag with the supporters this offseason, was announced Pinheiro, because he and his agent announced that he was coming, like that he had already worked out the deal, two months before Nashville ever announced it. So we knew mm. he was coming. <laughs> so <laughs> he would, we, we already knew, he'd already posted pictures that he was on the plane before the team had ever even hinted that he's that he was being
0: signed. So you um, guys are, it was a matter of the we, official announcement.
1: Exactly. But, so that gave us time to really look him up because, I mean, you're not getting a lot of highlights from the Uruguayan uh, Premier League on mm-hmm. uh, SportsCenter. Um, but the guy came up through Pena Rolls Youth Academy, he's played with the Uruguayan National Team in in the youth system. He's a young kid. He's only, I want to say, 21. Um, We have a really young roster. Uh, I wrote about that in my article. We've got um, 14 players, uh, 25 or younger, uh, on this squad. Uh, When you anchor that with uh, veterans like Dax McCarty, like Joe Willis, who are the older guys. Uh, They really kind of bring these, bring a lot of the age and wisdom to these younger players. But uh, but Pinheiro is a, is an out and out winger. Whereas a lot of the players that Mike Jacobs brings in, uh, he likes to bring in players that have um, the ability to play multiple positions, you know? But Pinero is a is a winger. He is he is a wide player, but he is a wide playmaker. The guy is lightning quick. Um, and I, I look forward to seeing him, you know, kind of light up some MLS defenses. But everything, our whole offense runs through Hani Mukhtar. Um, you can go back and watch. And Hani Mukhtar
0: has the ball where he wants it in this type of. Hani Mukhtar. Oh, fantastic! That is how you deliver. Watch this—a thing of beauty. Just put it on repeat. You'll never get tired of seeing a goal of that quality. There's not many goalkeepers in the world that are saving that one. It had the curl, it had the dip, it had the pace, it had the
1: recipe. We can go back and watch film. Um, late in this, uh, late in the season, uh, he had, he had, he had clicked. Our offense was clicking. We were scoring goals and uh he was sick and missed a couple of games and our whole offense just went flat he was the only difference uh look the orlando
0: game uh late in the no, year no we don't need to look at the orlando game at all. we don't <laughs> need to look at the gavin. orlando game do at you all.
1: do you remember do you remember what happened gavin do i need to go
0: over Not it only do i remember <laughs> Me and my podcast boys got all together. Me, my boys, Dave, or uh, not David, Daniel, Chase, and Adam over at Lions Blog got together, uh, had some snacks before the game, maybe a couple of uh, tastier drinks of the snack portion, and um, went to the game together. And then, of course, we're winning, everything's going well, and then they score. And it's like guys, we can't give this up again. Like, if we get a draw, then we're in a better playoff position at least. Like, come on, let's go. And then they score again, both from set pieces. Mm-hmm. I think Cadiz was the last one. It was a drawn-up yeah. set piece off the training mm-hmm. ground. It was like, this team really is massive. <laughs> yeah, so
1: you bring up set pieces, that's something that uh, Nashville has been known for since uh, since USL um, in fact, I think, uh, you know, more than three, three quarters uh, of our goals uh, in USL were off of set pieces, corners, uh, free kicks. In fact, um, Nashville's first MLS goal uh, was off a of set piece. Honey uh, Mukhtar uh, over the over the top end of the box to Walker Zimmerman. Um, That's right. So, yeah, set yeah. pieces off of, off a of training ground, all the all the trickeration.
0: all right well i i have another kind of quick question i want to go over i think nashville might have struck it right um with the idea of what to do when going into this season a lot a lot of teams try to go for quality over quantity and attack for for the most part they want to get the best players and i'm not saying you guys don't have good players i think you guys have a a solid front four um with mook with Leal, with Moil and, and Pinero, and then Cadiz up front with, for, with great options underneath them all the way around. Um, but do you think that going into this season, uh, one of the biggest things will be having quantity of qu- quality players over immense quality of players? Um, a lot of times we see injuries in MLS, and maybe just having those you know, competent players, like you're not throwing out a, a college kid and, and hoping for them to, to be the starter in an important game, maybe just having all of these MLS-ready players to play uh, will help you guys throughout this entire season.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, when Hani Mokhtar missed a couple of games uh, sick, our, our whole, the whole offense just, you know, hit Fell the apart. breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now that we have more options on the wing, you can move Randall Leal in to the 10 um, and put in Pinero, put in Henwala Buana um, on that wing, his spot. You know, if, uh, if Cadiz goes down, you've got CJ Sepong you've got Daniel Rios, um, you've got uh, Dominic Baji you've got um, Abudan Ladi, you know, all these, you've got, ridiculous like just like you said it's a a long season this is a this is a a rough league um I mean not as not as rough as as some others I mean we're not the not the the English championship but um I mean it's a it's a rough league injuries happen it's a long season uh and Nashville saw what happens when you're thin Mm -hmm. so Mike Jacobs went out and like you said got a a high quantity of quality players.
0: So then I guess my next question is, with that being such a stacked area, what's going on with your midfield? You've got, (laughs) you're very light there. And I know if you're going to be so heavy in attack, you need to be light somewhere else. But I don't think midfield's the place to do it, especially that central defensive midfield. You have a good core group of four competent players i will say that dax mccarty 33 on Godoy, 31 they've made a great partnership i've seen anunga play a couple times for you guys he's a quality player in the right to have in your squad and then you have matt lagrassa who, who is matt lagrassa is not amazing not terrible um that's it are you comfortable going into the season with four players vying for two positions or are you a little bit worried there
1: so um the the guys, uh, one of the big podcasts that covers uh, covers the team, um, Speedway Soccer, uh, they put out a poll uh, asking the supporters where uh, where you think uh, the club is weakest, where you where you want uh, to see more uh, signings, and it, I mean, midfield was was one of those, and that was the resounding where everybody was like, please midfield, because yeah. Dax and Anubal were incredible last year.
0: Oh, and that's given away by Brooks Lennon to Dan Lovitz. Wheel will set Lovitz up again. He's the most accurate crosser in Major League Soccer. What's he got coming up here? Dan Lovitz
1: inside, outside, delivers, and it's got in the back of the net
0: by a deflection. Dax McCarthy arriving at Nashville, bouncing out now. 2 eight,
1: 3 one lead!
0: Art McCarty, the former Top Gun pilot. Dan
1: but they're not getting any younger, and yeah, we're, we're pretty thin there, so unless Gary's going to get really creative with lineups, uh, I would really like to see uh, at least one more uh, signing uh, in that central midfield. It would be it, it, it would make me it would make me feel a lot better yeah if we could if we could get just get some get some of the depth there uh and you've got i mean you know the 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 kids that we that we drafted we've got some of them that could play in those positions but you know they're basically you know with uh, with the colleges playing their seasons this spring you know we basically have loaned those players back to their colleges so to speak right um so those kids you know won't be available at least you know till the till the summer and then you've gotta you've gotta get them in mls shape if they even get to that point you're probably gonna loan those kids out to usl you know get them some get them quality minutes get them you know kind of ready so yeah i, I would love to see at least one more signing to bolster the center midfield. Uh, Dax and Ani are incredible, um, but they can't play every minute of every game. Um, I, th- I do think, and I'm, I'm saying this out loud, um, I think Brian Anunga is primed
0: to have a really good year. Um, oh, I agree. I agree. He showed great flashes last season.
1: Yeah, he was, uh, again, a guy that, uh, that we brought up from USL. Um, when well, we made the, the transition to MLS, you know, we brought, um, uh, ended up being seven guys, uh, from our USL squad up, or some of those were, you know, um, Derek Jones, Daniel Rios, guys that had signed for Nashville on MLS contracts. But yeah, everybody was like, Oh, I can't believe you're bringing up this many guys from USL at the same <laughs> level. Um, but not a problem, you know, apparently. It's, it's it's good it's good to show those people um, examples like Brian Anunga like hey you know USL USL Championship is a solid league <laughs> those players those players are just as good so you know they, you know, don't don't look down on them uh, because their teams are not in this league um, but yeah I would definitely love to see another signing for the midfield.
0: I think one more, and, may, and maybe just in my opinion, not saying Ogdoi or Dax McCarty isn't capable, but I think if you guys really wanted to push for a really strong season, maybe a starting caliber. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I would. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's one of those things and where you, you've got two guys that are used to being starters are used to being the guy. Um, and you know I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying at all that you know that their time is that their time is up that their time is running coming to an end. I'm not saying that at all but yeah I, I do think I do think it would be good if we can to sign a you know first team caliber player in that center midfield. you know Gary and Gary and Mike both uh, love to create uh, competition so that may be what they do.
0: All righty, well I'm gonna move on to a to an interesting point. I'm um, I don't know I'm I'm maybe I'm sure you guys have heard maybe this question uh, recently brought up, but maybe not. You guys have a very interesting squad build in terms of nationalities. Um, so we've got a, a, a decent chunk of of African uh, in there. We've also got um. Some de- a decent chunk of South American, and then we have uh, Alistair Johnston, who's just Canadian and Northern Irish. Hey, and then we hey, have Hey,
1: hey, 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 there's, there's nothing, there's there's no just anything about Alistair. That <laughs> That's kid. fair enough. That he's amazing. He's a legend. Yes. He's a legend already. All right,
0: <laughs> we have the Canadian Alistair right. Johnston, the only Canadian, and then we have, of course, all the Americans because of MLS rules. Do you think? Do you foresee any issues with the uh, the the filtering of of cultures that these players are coming from?
1: No, I really don't. I mean, if for nothing else, then that's what Nashville's like. You know, people from the outside look at Nashville and they think, oh, it's you know, it's white bread. It's a uh, you know, it's country music capital of the world, y'all. <laughs> um and it is but, i was about to say it, um, is. <laughs> it is it is that's 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 accurate um but nashville is a very diverse city fact nashville has the largest population of kurdish people outside of the middle east nashville i i don't know why they chose nashville uh but they're you know it's most like the music and the food i guess i guess <laughs> i don't know um in fact, we had um, it was one of the it was one of the preseason games uh, last year. Uh, we had a we had a big had a big rally, um, you know, in in support uh, of our uh, Kurdish uh, Nashvillians. Um, yeah. You know, big thing, yeah, with uh, with with the supporters, flags, you know, uh, you know. So, got, uh,
0: so Nashville, the city is kind of like a melting pot, is what you're saying.
1: It's, it really and kind so, of is, and so the club, the the club is kind of it's kind of been that way. You know, um, we had quite a bit of. Um, it was funny in uh, in the USL squad. Um, Daniel Rios was the first um, Hispanic player that we had, and he didn't come here until year two, and that was kind of odd. You know, looking at you know you typically look at you know, a, a football team, you know, you, you, a lot of, a lot of fans, you know, whether or not they know much about, you know, building a team, but you think, oh, you know, we need, we need to get, we need to get some, um, some Mexican players, some Argentinian players, Colombian players. We didn't have any of that, but we had, we had a large number of African players, um, had a couple, um, we had, uh, our Asian player, Kosuke Kimura, um, was incredible but i mean it just works in nashville uh so yeah i think that the uh, this roster actually reflects uh the community the city uh you know thousands of languages but we all speak soccer
0: yeah so look uh, 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 that lightens it up for me that makes it make him makes it make more sense because I was looking at it, and I was like, Orlando City specifically have had issues with um, different cultures clashing in a club, and they just got too many separate cultures, and a bunch of little cliques got together, and they just didn't like each other, and that's what produced 2018 Orlando City, so uh, that's kind of where I'm coming from on that question. Mm -hmm. Moving forward now to uh, go backwards, actually, and go to the (laughs) defense, I've got a couple of key players that I'm going to highlight, obviously i johnston you're i'll uh, start right back great great player um jack maher's when uh, i got a question about he was your draft pick correct who mm-hmm. hasn't really played a lot with you guys and you guys were very excited about him um and then the importance of dave romney as well uh or maybe not as well as but um next to walker zimmerman because while walker zimmerman is clearly the best center back in the league. And I don't think many people would argue that um, uh, he can only do so much by himself. So just how good is Dave Romney in partnership? So go ahead and take a crack at any one of those. And then we'll move on after that to the, to the next player, because I, those are the three I really want to highlight in your defense. Oh, and of course, Joe Willis.
1: So Alistair Johnson and Jack Mayer, uh, both draft picks. Mayer was second overall. Um, we actually had a bus full of supporters that drove up to Indiana. That's um, right. And, like, su- surprised him at his house. Uh, okay, but like, was it
0: really a surprise?
1: We, uh, seriously, the guy. We didn't know where we were going until we got on the bus.
0: Oh, really?
1: We had no until idea where on. we were going. We had no idea where we were going until we got on the bus. Hmm. Um. So, but it's it's interesting. You know, you look at you would think that the First round pick, second overall. That's you. That's going to be the uh, the guy that gets the playing time, and gets everything. Unfortunately, he that's plays center back. Out. He plays center back in a position where you have Dave Romney and Walker Zimmerman. So uh, it's it's been hard for Mayer to kind of crack that lineup uh, because both of those guys, or neither neither one of those guys, really missed a lot of minutes. Uh, in fact, I don't think Romney missed any um classic Zimmerman Zimmerman uh got hurt um missed a missed a couple of games uh and Mayer actually ended up um hurting his knee uh later in the year I can't remember what game that was um it was one of his I think it was his first start um he ends up hurting his knee so that was why he didn't get to play a lot Alistair Johnson on the other hand um came in we started the year with Eric Miller at right back um, a guy who's been around the league. um, And, you know, we were all fairly excited about, um, you know, getting a a veteran guy. Uh, But if you watch the first two games of the season, you know, before COVID the Atlanta game, and the game at uh, Portland,
0: Eric Miller lost the game for us both times. I mean, I uh, won't even just say those. Um, if I can give my uh, Nashville expertise here, um, shout out to to Davey on Speedway Soccer. He uh, actually came on to my podcast before Orlando played Nashville, and uh, he had highlighted that same thing you're about to say. He lost the game for us in those two games, um, and he's just been weak all season. And then Orlando attacked down that side relentlessly, in, in our first game, um against you guys where we beat you Mm -hmm. actually Uh, i just had to just had to give my give my little take back on the uh, orlando nashville uh rivalry i don't think it's a rivalry but uh tie we'll go with that (laughs)
1: um but yeah so eric miller you know fell out of favor uh we had um brian bachalas um who stepped in and never really fit. Jalil Anibaba played over right back a couple of times. And Jalil Anibaba is a solid center back and is a serviceable right back. But it still just wasn't clicking the way that Gary wanted it to. And so he gives, um, gives the kid a chance. And Alistair Johnson took that starting spot and didn't let it go. Um, he's got uh, he's, he's got a little temper to him. Needs to he needs to stay in control. Sometimes he's uh, definitely a, a a risk for a card or two, but um, I mean he got his uh, got his first call up to the Canadian national team this year, uh, and I think it was deservedly so based on his play you know, as a rookie coming into this league. Um, Dave Romney. Dave Romney, you're right, um, unfortunately gets overshadowed by Walker Zimmerman. Um, but he is, I would say, just as important as Zimmerman to that defense. And I'll tell you why. Zimmerman is a, actually pretty, pretty decent offensive threat. Um, in fact, for a minute, he was the team's leading scorer. Um he had he had two goals and was the team's leading scorer for actually a few games. That was when you guys couldn't um, score more than a goal a game. Exactly, and we were lucky to get that. But Zimmerman likes to go forward a lot. Um, in fact, uh, the playoff game against Columbus, both the goals in extra time uh, were because Zimmerman got caught too far forward, um, and you know Romney was left back on his own. You know, with two on one um but typically uh dave romney is there um as the stabilizing force in the back line that allows walker to venture forward if he needs to if he feels the need um but uh, hopefully just not too much um uh, as far as the as far as left back i know you didn't mention it um daniel levitts is solid uh we've actually brought in um two uh two new guys uh who can play uh on the left side uh and tom king from the super draft uh and nick hines uh, another uh transplant that we brought in from seattle uh both of these guys of course um King is gonna uh, is gonna finish his college season, um, but Nick Hines is is definitely one that I think he's going to. I think he could uh, work himself into the lineup um, if for nothing mm. else than just. I think I think I think he could could work himself into the lineup if for nothing else. It's a long season, um, just to give uh, Daniel Levitt a spell or two. He's right. he's, he's he's got in um. You know, Mike Jacobs talked about this again. um, uh, Nick Hines and uh, another young guy we signed uh, recently, Robert Castellanos, uh, as a center back. Um, Both these guys have played. They're about the same age as these draft picks, but they've been playing in USL. So they have professional experience, whereas the college kids need a little bit of seasoning. Um, Nick Hines has been playing with Tacoma Defiance and Seattle um, affiliate and uh, Castellanos has been playing. uh, He came up with uh, Galaxy 2 uh, and most recently uh, Rio Grande Valley FC, which is a Houston Dynamo USL affiliate. Um, So these guys have that youth uh, that the draft draft picks have, uh, but they have a little bit more experience uh I think I I I'm going to say I'm going to go out and say I I'm not sure that Castellanos is going to get a whole lot of playing time unless uh, knock on wood I hope it doesn't happen unless there are injuries to Romney or uh Zerman but I could definitely see Hines um breaking in What what is it back.
0: about Hines that you like specifically? The speed
1: man he's he's got, he is an, he is an attacking, uh, left back. Um, he's, he's one of those that likes to do those overlapping runs, um, and get into the attack. Um, and Gary Smith likes you, likes that. Gary Smith likes that kind of player. Uh, that's what he likes about Taylor Washington, uh, left back. Um, he likes that kind of player. So, I Again, this, uh, he's a he's a guy who never he never cracked the um, Seattle Sounders starting lineup. But I mean, let's be honest, you know that's that's a loaded <laughs> that's a loaded lineup Right, there. right. But yeah, I could see I could see I could definitely see Hines, um, you know, spelling Lovitz uh, here and there. Hmm,
0: interesting. That that will definitely be one to look at. And then the last the last player we have to highlight. Um, in your defenses, of course, Joe Willis uh, had a great season for you guys last year. Um, are we expecting more of the same? Are we expecting a little bit of decline uh, as he starts to get a little bit older? I know goalkeepers age differently. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on your uh, goalkeeper?
1: Goalkeepers do age differently. It's funny. Um, Willis has, you know, his whole career, he hasn't been, he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been you know, the talk of the town, either. And then last year, and I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from him because the guy made some monster saves. He stood on his head a couple of games. Um, but it helps when you've got Zimmerman and Romney and Godoy and McCarty in front of you.
0: Um, That's a pretty solid spine. It's a pretty solid
1: spine, exactly. But Joe Willis, I mean, he is the reigning shutout king. McNeil, Altidore, Pulzuelo, DeLeon in front of him.
0: Zimmerman defending. Hands off for Piotti. His cross, the deflection, save. Joe Willis passes the first big test of the night for Nashville. Oh, and it's a huge miss. This
1: needs to be. In MLS, um, led the league in clean sheets. So, as far as is he going to repeat? I don't know. Um It's it's one of those things that you, you don't want to. You don't want to say, "Oh, it was a fluke season," um, but at the same time, you don't want to get cocky. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why uh, I think that um, Mike Jacobs brought in uh, another veteran guy, um, Brian Meredith, uh, most recently from uh, Vancouver. Uh, but again, another guy. I, I, don't, I feel I feel like we're I feel like we're just trying to become the southern version of Seattle Sounders. Brian Meredith got uh, was drafted by Seattle. Um, he's got he's got eight years experience in this league, um, and he is probably going to be the number two guy. And I, it would not surprise me if um, he gets some games. Um, you know, because like you said not try not to not not say like I, like I did you know like I did with uh, Godoy and McCarty not saying you know his time is up but Joe's not getting any younger uh,
0: competition national, doesn't hurt either
1: competition does not hurt like I said um, Gary Smith and Mike Jacobs love to create competition in their rosters um, uh, Elliot Pinnico, uh was a draft pick uh, last year uh, is uh, is still on the roster um, we signed a guy this year, Tor Saunders, um, who, uh, again, finishing his uh, college season. Um, so we've got some youth and we've got some experience. So but Joe Willis, I mean, it, it was it was like I was watching Matt Pickens again. Um, Matt Pickens was, uh, a, dare I say, um, a legend um, in USL. Uh, if not in all soccer uh, everywhere around the world, I'll say it. There, there's only one Matt Pickens, um, and he actually uh, he anchored our team um, in U.S.L. and actually came up with us as a goalkeeping coach mm. now. So it's uh, it's it's weird because I'm used to seeing uh, used to seeing this big bearded guy uh, in goal. And then here comes Joe Willis with his beard. I'm like, it's Matt Pickens all over again. He saves <laughs> to the left. He saves to the right.
0: All right. Some fun questions to finish it off. Won't take too much more of your time. We've got three simple ones. Who's gonna finish with the most goals? Who's gonna finish with the most assists? And where's the team gonna finish in the table?
1: Hmm. The goal question. Man, I wish I had I wish I had a crystal ball for that one. Um, I mean, with so many options. options I don't know that you can that you can go ahead and say who is going to who it's going to be for the, uh, for the leading scorer. It may be scoring by committee, and I'm okay with that. I don't feel like you have to have a designated guy as long as you have players who can put the ball in the net. I don't care how many it is. I don't, as 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 long as you're winning games and scoring goals, I don't care. Um, If I had to name a guy, honestly, I'm going to say Cadiz. Uh, -Cadiz, Jean-Cadiz, he, he, Mukhtar, and Leal really started clicking toward the end of the season. Rios as well. Um, I think with the full preseason, uh, barring injury, I think Cadiz could be our leading scorer. Um, I think Hani Mukhtar uh, is going to... uh, Leading the assists, and if we can, I, I, I'm gonna go. We'll see. We finished. We finished last season in seventh or sixth. Seventh. Um, I'm gonna say this year. I'm gonna go out on a limb, and yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say that we're gonna finish fifth.
0: All right. Um, my last question might not be as fun as the other one. <laughs> Is that the sort of place where you think the fans will be happy with? Um, obviously, it's a playoff place, but it's still fifth in the East. Um, obviously, everyone wants to be first in the East and first in the league. Is that your next stepping stone? Do you see the, Do you think the fans see it like that, or, or are they kind of seeing the signing, seeing how well the team finished the season last year, and, and maybe expecting maybe even a little more than fifth?
1: I mean... We finished the regular season seventh and we made it to the semifinals, the conference semifinals. Um, we got hot at the right time. Um, and that's the thing about this league. Um, as long as you're in a playoff position, it doesn't matter really which playoff position you're in, as long as you get hot at the right time. I agree. Um, if, we were, if we were like the rest of the world where – you know, the end of the season is the end of the season, then yeah, I would, I would definitely hope to be higher up. Um, But if we can get, you know, if we can have a shot at, you know, hosting a playoff game um, or, you know, like I said, getting into the playoffs, once you're in the playoffs and, you know, David and I talked about this um, last fall, MLS playoffs are a completely different animal There's nothing like it um, in the world in soccer. Um, But as far as the fans, I mean, you know, this, there's the realistic fans. um, And then there's, there's realistic fans. Every now and then you find one Um, down here in Florida. Well, let's, let's, let's be honest. It's Florida. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Um,
1: (laughs) But yeah, you're going to have, you're going to have people. Why we need to be number one. Well, let's, Let's be realistic. Um, Columbus uh, was number one at the end of the playoffs. Um, you know, Philadelphia, you know, won the regular season, and if I remember correctly, lost the first round of the playoffs. Correct?
0: To New England Revolution.
1: That's correct. Yes. Um, so, you know, Columbus wasn't the number one team at the end of the, at the end of the regular season, but they were clearly the best team in the league. And guess what? They've gotten better.
0: Oh yeah, it's gonna be a long year in the East next year. It's gonna be a, a slog. I think people are underrating the East. I really do think people are
1: a lot. You will because because it's not flashy like Galaxy and LAFC and Sounders. Um, but the the East you got Crew very competitive Orlando you're very competitive. Orlando City is gonna be good again. They're gonna continue, I believe, their success. Um, Cincinnati, as much as I hate to say it, Cincinnati is going to be good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. I so, somewhat disagree. I, uh, I, I think they I'm need saying... to
0: improve their midfield first before they, they, they're able to, to kick on. But they are going to be better. They're going to be more of a competitive team. I don't know if they make playoffs, but, you know, yes, they're going to be better based on being the worst team in the league two years.
1: Yeah, and you've got Atlanta. I don't. I don't think Atlanta repeats uh, their performance from last year for no other reason than nope. they they'll not. have Joseph. They'll have Joseph. Yep. Um. Yeah. And I don't think you know he's going to be a hundred percent. But even you know Joseph Martinez at seventy-five, eighty percent is still pretty dead good. Yep. Um, and then you've got Philly. Yeah. Gosh, Philly, Toronto,
0: New York um, City, New York Red Bulls. City has
1: de- New York City has decided they're actually going to sign players this offseason. season. <laughs>
0: um, I think people are underwriting the East big time.
1: Oh yeah, because you yeah, know, it's 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 not it's, it's not as flashy. It's not as flashy, but it's hard it's hard working and it's got it's loaded with talent. It's a lot more competitive. I think uh, there's plus, one
0: thing we can agree on is Miami's yes. just going to be trash.
1: Uh, uh, geez. <laughs> oh man, oh, that playoff game where we just embarrassed them, oh, I felt
0: so good. That was great, that was great, so good. Yep, <laughs> just oh, yeah, that was fun to watch. I definitely <laughs> kept an eye on that game, uh, to, to support Nashville, of course. I'm, I'm like a, I'm, I'm like a, I, I will say, I do, I have found a liking to Nashville if, if you listeners haven't been able to tell. Um, Oh no! I just like their squad. I think they're smart with the moves they make. Um, they make moves based on what their coach wants and what their style of play calls for. Um, and so I have seen a lot of Nashville games over the past year. I would call myself like a, a Nashville enthusiast almost.
1: <laughs> You're a closet Nashville fan. Uh, I
0: wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't go that <laughs> far, but. <maybe>. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: uh, All since then. we're, since we're, since we're since we're you know revealing secrets, um, when they first came into the league, uh, I supported Orlando City, uh, because uh, yes, because um, you know, we didn't we didn't have it we didn't have a team, and I liked Kaka, um, I liked Breck Shea at that point. Um, he quickly fell out of favor, but the, that first year they came into the league, I was like, okay, and. Yeah, then then you know we started you know the rumblings of Nashville moving up, and I was like, okay, farewell, farewell, <laughs> my cardiac cats.
0: <laughs> I don't blame you. Oh, look at us, look at us. We're both like crossing crossing paths over here. Ben, where can our listeners find you at? Find uh, you on Twitter. At,
1: at uh, on, <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at nscgoldenboy.
0: Nscgoldenboy, that's right, right, Ben. You can also find us or find him at mlsnowpodcast.com writing amazing articles for the massivest of massive, massive clubs in the world, <laughs> Nashville SC. Ben, you have a wonderful for us your night. Thanks for spending some time with me. Thanks, Gavin. Uh,
1: go, uh, hurrah! Hurrah boys and girls go- the march NAS on the march again, hurrah.